0: No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Hello, peeps, and welcome to our podcast where we present you with the voices of bold, inspiring, and above all, interesting humans of the world. This is Sarah co-hosting with my cool partner, BB. Oh,
4: I'm cool now. Yes. Okay. So it's day one. That's All why right. I'm here. All right. And right. we have a
3: special guest mm-hmm. name is Sherry Mayer. Sherry.
4: Sherry. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, Sherry. You gotta put I'm the so accent. bad with French come accents, on, Sarah, but I have to. I know. How would you pronounce it? I just say Sherry. You just say Sherry. <laughs> okay. Cherry. <laughs> Sherry. <laughs>
1: so many years of people butchering Sherry. Right. Like Sherry. Concept. What's so just difficult crazy. about that? It's, I know. It's <laughs> so right? easy, right?
5: Yeah.
4: So easy. Call me whatever. You can
1: call me Candy Strawberry. I'll answer (laughs) to anything at this point. Well,
4: welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Welcome to Interesting Humans, where we talk to interesting people who might seem ordinary, but uh, they're anything but ordinary. And we're so glad to have you on the show. Right, Sarah?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just before we get into it. Have you guys watched that video of the elephant escaping a circus in Russia and just enjoying the snow? It's so adorable. There's an
4: elephant escaping a circus? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god,
3: it looks to be a baby elephant maybe? You've watched the video, Cherry, right? It's
1: just a little tiny elephant. It's just diving into the snow, just enjoying it. It was
3: like, oh my god, the elephant's escaping the circus. Yeah. And all he wanted to do is like jump in the snow. And wow. break, right Great. Right. Wow. Right. And it's just so funny because there are so many comments about it on the video as well where people are just either afraid of the fact that, you know, the circus can confine the yeah. elephant. What is it going to do? Yeah. Is it right. a crime to the world? Yeah. But on the contrary, right. if you're looking at it from a different lens, That's it's just, it. you know, they want to live their lives too. I was going right? okay, to say. Okay, so I I
4: I'm not going to lie. If I saw an elephant <laughs> running toward me, uh, I wouldn't think that okay. was cute. I, <laughs> I, would, be, I would be very running
1: See, and I'm the total he'd opposite. probably run the I opposite, opposite be, direction be, i would be <laughs> sprinting
4: right so yeah, yeah. yeah but i mean the video is cute but you know yeah yeah that's, I guess not that's different good. if you're there yeah and that came out of russia yeah, yeah. not yeah. what you would think when you think about russia right, so,
3: right, yeah. right. But, uh, yeah but but cherry's positive video. visual towards this obviously tells how positive she is oh. and how positive she takes her life mm-hmm. yeah. um and a little bit that we know about you is that you love living the present yes. you're very motivating you have a very, very interesting the life. moment yeah. yes and we would love to um, get to know you more Go. especially on this podcast and have sure. everybody get to know a little bit about sherry awesome mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. it
4: I would start with because there's just so much to unpack. I mm-hmm. would start with the earlier years. So, what was you know what were the earlier years like for you? What was it like growing up? Where did you grow up? There's this story you were telling before we started recording about how you would hustle people for lunch money. <laughs> and it's like that is amazing. Exactly. Like that it's is a long movie long. right there. Like can you can you tell us what was going on with you at this time?
1: Oh gosh, I don't even know where where to start. I mean, I was I was born in Clarkson. I don't know if you guys are familiar. It's not Mm -hmm. too far from here. Yeah. I grew up in Clarkson. I was born at the Trillium in Mississauga. Mm -hmm. Um, Only child, mixed. Um, From a very, very young point in my life, I went to a variety of different schools, both Catholic and public. Um, I was really badly bullied. Mm. I grew oh, up, perfect. um, I grew up in a lot of schools where there were predominantly, I would say white people, but Caucasian people, mm. there wasn't a lot of mixed people back mm. then. So, mm. um, the fact that my mom was white, my dad was black, you know, a lot of people questioned that mm. and there mm. was a lot of finger pointing and stuff when I was a kid. Mm. And I think in high or in elementary school, going into high school was the same thing. Mm. I had lots of curly hair. Mm. I, I was a different complexion, mm. you know, I, I came from a different background, um, that was like a big thing. Um, I think in total I went to six different schools. Wow. Um, and for the same reason, is that why you kept switching or yeah. most of it was being badly bullied? My parents liked to flip houses when I was younger. So okay. Okay. we would literally move from house to house to house. I think right. I've moved like total of like 21 or 22 times in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like every year, every second year, my mom used to joke, like if she couldn't move the furniture around in the living room, it was mm-hmm. time to move. Mm-hmm. So I would constantly move. Yeah. Um, but meshing that with the fact that I was constantly bullied and I had this idea in my head, you know, I needed to have straight blonde hair. Mm. And I needed to, You started you know, to have
4: image have, issues and identity yeah, issues. I think that was a big right, thing. Right, and and right. I
1: think, um, you know, going into like grade eight, I was very much a tomboy. And the dark girls didn't like me because I was light-skinned. Mm-hmm. And the white girls didn't like me because their boyfriends you thought I was different. anywhere.
2: Right, right.
1: And right. I think that's where the bullying stemmed from. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact right. that I was a tomboy, I was on the football team. I, I wanted to play manhunt. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I liked Red Rover. Mm-hmm. I was very much involved with the guys not because I was attracted mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to any of them mm-hmm. but because I liked that rough housing mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. I was never you know one to sit down and you know braid each other's hair right. and yeah have that girl gossip. you wanted
4: to be on the team you I didn't was want very to be on the cheerleading a guy, squad like, honestly, right like yeah. to this
1: day right. I've really right. I've really realized like I'm a guy trapped in a <laughs> Legit. The only way I can, I can describe it. Right. Um, so yeah, um, went into high school. I went to four different high schools. Wow. I started in Mississauga. I ended up in Hamilton. Same idea. Uh, constantly bullied. But the funny thing was being bullied never bothered me. I think coming into grade nine, I discovered that trying to be the bigger person and to like keep my guard up is what protected (laughs) me. And eventually I think I built a tough enough shell where I just didn't care anymore. Mm. I knew I needed to go to school. I needed to do my work and I needed to come home because I was an only child. I had a crazy imagination. Like I could have fun in a paper bag. You know what I mean? (gasps) Like that kind of idea. So, I just grew up kind of making my own fun and being adventurous and being imaginative, and wow, yeah, when I was um thirteen, my parents split up. best thing that ever happened. My parents not being together um actually made me get to know my parents on a totally different basis mm. and made me love them for them, not mm. for them together yeah. um so yeah, uh, when sometimes my parents split you just up, don't
3: know how these things just turn positive,
1: yeah, oh yeah, and that's just how I've always been. It's yeah. not like. I'm sure my parents have taught me that, but I yeah. don't I don't remember when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was more or less like I just started to run with okay, think about the best case scenario. Right. Worst case scenario, something bad happens. Mm-hmm. Best yeah. case scenario it turns out right felt like you were holding grudges something positive yeah. right
3: that it should have been this way why is it not this way yeah. so i think just so much bad shit happened to me
1: growing up where i was just like mm, screw it i'm just going to make the positive out of everything and mm-hmm. run with it right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah so 13 i my parents split up i went to a bunch of different high schools same story but the whole time i was in high school i mean i never had a job longer than like a month i was either i quit or i got fired wow, hired. wow. Um, I learned very quickly that I wasn't really good with working with people. It was very much, I was just, I was a solo, like I just Mm. needed to do things on my own. I needed to figure out things on Mm -hmm. my own. Mm I just didn't work well with others. Um, I'm not very good with authority. It was just somebody couldn't tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. He told me, you know, maybe you should do it this way. And I was like, oh, maybe I should. Mm -hmm. I would do it. But Mm -hmm. if you were like, no, this is why you're here. You punch in and this is what you do. Yeah, if it's all dictated. Right, okay. And I think that's just how it grew. I I never really had a steady job. I always did things on my own. I Mm -hmm. I did a lot of, I got into car modeling when I was like 13 or 14. I worked for a magazine company and I traveled all over. I just kind of found jobs jobs and stuff that paid the bills um, throughout my teenage years. When I was like 17, I I moved out. My mom moved to Alberta when I was like 19, Mm -hmm. 20. Mm -hmm. It's been, yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy ride. But I've always just kind of stuck with the positive side of things and never saw the bad in anything that's ever happened to me.
4: That's amazing because, you know, most people that go through a tenth of what you just described, the constant Instability, for lack of a better word, right. and you know, just having to always uproot yourself and transplant somewhere else, mm-hmm. and you know, that would take a really large mental and psychological right. toll on right. most people. And it seems like you're just riding with it, right? And that and seems to be your nature. That, yeah. That's inherent 100%. for you. That's just how you roll, yeah. right? Yeah, hundred
1: yeah. yeah. percent. I think. I think I've just always just dealt with whatever came to me. I think in any aspect, good bad uh, relationship, family. I think I've just learned to adapt to different situations Mm -hmm. so constantly Mm -hmm. that now I think at my age now, I'm 33. I Mm -hmm. think at my age, it's kind of like a gift and a curse because I can't sit still. I can't do things for a long period of time. That's Mm -hmm. repetitive. Um, I need to switch things up constantly. So it's kind of like a catch 22 where mm-hmm. now something needs to always keep my attention or I need to constantly be moving or evolving mm-hmm. to stay focused. So that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of my backstory. I mean, yeah, right. like only right. child, I, you know, I grew up bullied. I, my parents split up. My mom right. moved to Alberta. I lived by myself. Right. Um, yeah. Was
4: there any during that period where you were uncertain about how you were going to turn out, how things were going to turn oh, yeah. out for you? Oh, uh, yeah,
1: like every Was other there like day. a
4: constant concern with yeah. that? Yeah,
1: every other day. I mean, I was definitely the person that was like, okay, well, I paid my rent this month. So let's see what happens next month. Mm-hmm. I was very much, but I always had this knack for going, okay, this is what I want. I don't care how I'm going to do it, but I need mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I've always... I mean, to this day that I've always done, nothing seems impossible for me Mm -hmm. because I'm just like, I don't care which way I need to go or how I need to get there. You'll figure it out. I will figure it out. Mm -hmm. And it's just been such a positive drive for me Mm -hmm. that there's nothing on my list of things thus far that I haven't done that I've told myself that I would do. Wow. Yeah. So it it sounds sounds crazy, but- There's nothing on my list that I haven't accomplished.
4: So, so why is that? So if you had to distill this into like a formula that can be replicated, what would you say is your secret in terms of just going after things and making them happen regardless of the odds?
1: People, a lot of people ask me that. And, and I, I don't know if there's a formula per se. I feel like it's a matter of figuring out who you are. I don't think there's a a real guideline to how to get there. Mm -hmm. I think it's a matter of harnessing what's powerful to you Mm -hmm. and figuring out how to use it to your advantage Mm -hmm. and then running with it. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it's positivity. It's Mm -hmm. it's very much, I mean, I'm up at five o'clock in the morning, every morning. I don't know if any, if you've ever seen my Instagrams, but for the last year and a half, I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Right. I have three chihuahuas. I feed my dogs. I let them out. I sit on the floor, and I make a playlist of songs on Spotify. I make 10 songs that I'm feeling will highlight my day. Right. And I put them in a playlist.
3: So you start your day with I let a my home. dogs
1: in. I turn the, the camera on. I turn my Instagram on. And I will videotape. Sounds so stupid. I will videotape myself dancing in my kitchen <laughs> to 10 songs. Wow. And I post the playlist. Wow. I post the dance videos and I send a little pep talk to anybody Mm -hmm. that watches the video. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of people that ask me, how do you wake up so early? What time do you go to bed? You know, I go to bed at 1130, 1 o'clock in the morning. I need five hours of sleep. Anything more than five hours, I'm grouchy. Anything less than five hours, I'm like fuzzy. Five hours every day, I'm up. No problem. And it's just I think it's like a FOMO. Like it's like (laughs) a, if I don't wake up early Mm -hmm. enough, I'm like, what have I missed? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that, that idea, but Mm. it's positivity has always got me going. I never wake up on the wrong side of the bed ever. Like ever. Like it sounds ridiculous, but I've never woken up on the wrong side of the bed because I choose that people say, Oh, I had a bad hair day or oh, I, you know, I'm having a bad day or I woke up on the wrong side of the bed or, mm-hmm. you know, things aren't going my way, mm-hmm. but it's because you're channeling that energy and that's, what's bringing it to and that's you. So right. true. Yeah. I never wake up on the wrong side of the bed. I wake up and I open my eyes and oh, what do I have to do? Where do I have to go? What do I have to accomplish? You know, I have to work, you know, working makes money. Money sends me on vacation. Yeah. Money buys me the stuff that I like to do. It puts money in my bank. You know what I mean? It's those positive things that drive me every morning to wake up. And I run with it all day and wow. I never have a bad day, Wow! which sounds so unrealistic because you hear about people who suffer from depression, people who are anxi- like suffer from anxiety, people that are just very like, they don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen mm-hmm. or they think about, you I'm know, the worst case scenario. Like, yeah. I never do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that I've trained myself to do. Mm-hmm. It's just me. Right, And I think that I found that in me and that's what I'm running with. And I think it's not a matter of, you know, I wish I could bottle what I have and sell it. I'd be a millionaire. Right. But it's a matter of like you going, okay, this is what I like and this is what I don't like about my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to run with the things that I do like and try Mm -hmm. to back burner the stuff that I don't like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You never have a bad day. Right. It's just the way you perceive life. That's true.
4: From what you're saying, you know, it, it's not like bad things don't happen to you on a regular basis or, right. you know, whatever. But you, the way you choose to handle it is what sets you apart and right. what's, what keeps you going in a good mood and, you know, in a positive vibe. It's not dwelling on those things mm-hmm. and right. making them larger than they are. It's, you know, OK, this is happening. How do we rebound from this and keep it moving? Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Everybody
1: has a bad day. Right. Everybody has shitty moments in their life where things aren't going their way. But what happens when those things happen is you realize what's going on and then you start to take that energy. So you could Mm -hmm. be having a bad day.
3: Right. But But what makes the day
1: get worse is the fact that you're harnessing the fact that you're having a bad day rather than realizing, shit, I'm having a bad day Mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. How can I make it better? Yeah. You're going, I'm having a bad day. I'm just going to go with it and have a bad day. It's almost
4: like you're giving up.
1: And that's how things snowball. People think that, you know, oh, I'm having a bad day. And then this happens. Okay, that's bad. This happens. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's bad. It's not... You're it's not happening because you're anxiety. having a bad day. It's right. because now you've channeled that energy right. and yeah. that bad stuff is coming to you. to you because you're drawing it yeah. to you right. yeah. rather than you going, okay, I'm having a bad day, but why am I having a bad day? True. You know, I'm not, I'm having a bad day because, you know, I forgot my wallet at home yeah. or because I had an argument with my boyfriend or yeah. my husband <laughs> in the morning yeah. rather than changing that yeah. and creating that energy to be positive. Mm-hmm people take on whatever they're taking on, you know what I mean? And some people
3: just justify it based on their experiences or their background or whatever history they've been through. Right. right? But in your case, you've used that towards learning yourself even more and turning it around into a problem solving session every single day. And I think that's why, that's why I am so positive, you know, growing up and not
1: looking like everybody in my class, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this sucks. But why am I like this? Maybe mm-hmm. I'm like this because I'm different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, why am I different? Really accepting you know, yourself. Being yeah. bullied. Why mm-hmm. am I bu- being bullied? Mm-hmm. Okay. Am I being bullied because of something? And then I was like, no, you know what? I'm being bullied because I'm different, mm-hmm. but you know what? Maybe being different isn't so bad. Right. Why am I different? And then right. I kind of ran with being different. Right. And then over the years you start to realize people are going, wait a second, we're bullying you We're treating you like shit. But for some reason it's not affecting you. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I know I'm different and I don't care. I'm comfortable with being different. And I think that's what everybody's, you know, people that can't understand that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that, that, you know, growing up now are in the same circumstance. Mm -hmm. You know, they see people who are perfect, people who have perfect hair, perfect clothes. They have nice cars. They have lots of money. They're trying to, they're trying to justify other people. They want to be like them rather Mm -hmm. than going, okay, I like that stuff. And I want to be that person, Mm -hmm. but I'm me. Right, and how am I going to get to that by still being me Mm -hmm. people want to be other people or they want to change because of what they see and they don't realize it's not about that you have to stay who you are
4: I think you just define social media (laughs) yeah
1: you know, there's yeah. not one day I don't, I wake up in the morning, I scroll through Instagram every morning mm-hmm. and I go, damn, I wish I had that car. God, that girl's butt is amazing. <laughs> or I love that, 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 you know, that man's yeah. drive for success.
3: Setting goals for It yourself. doesn't mean
1: I can't do it, but mm-hmm. I don't have to be that person to get to that point. Mm-hmm. I have to be me right. and I have to channel what I'm good at right. and my faults and evolve from that. You know right. what I mean? Right. right. And I think that's what is so disconnected now. Everybody says social media has ruined everybody. Okay, to some extent, social media has ruined people. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. And it has ruined yeah. people's perspective on mm-hmm. what is important and mm-hmm. what is success and what is, you know, drive. Mm-hmm. But in the same breath, it's everybody's looking at social media and they're taking it and they're absorbing the negativity. Mm-hmm.
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: People need to stop being so jealous about other people's lives and Mm -hmm. people need to stop being so caught up in what other people have, like what other people have and what they don't. Yeah, yeah, You have to harness that and go, fuck, that's what I want, Mm -hmm. but how do I get it? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everything wa- is negative.
4: I want to ask you about that as well because obviously you're very active in social media. Yeah. And again, like you just said, the thing with social media is it can be used for good or evil. Of and, course. you know, a lot of the time you have people uh, checking out social media and, and, and going away depressed because they feel like, oh, everyone seems to be doing so much better than right. than they are. And not realizing that for every picture you see on social media, there are a hundred pictures that didn't make the cut. 100%. Right. hundred percent. And so everything you see in social media is literally a snapshot of something that someone has chosen to share with you. There's tons of other stuff they're not gonna right. share with you. So how do you take your engagement on social media to a more authentic level by also reminding the people that engage with you that yes, you know, I'm this happy person. I wake up at 5 a.m, I do this dance and I you know have this motivational uh, thing that I do for you, but everything's not perfect. Do you right. take steps to show people that your life is very much a human life right. and not something written in a Disney movie?
1: Well, and I think that's the thing. And I I think a lot of people have kind of come to the realization now, this so like this far in me every day at 5am, making a playlist, dancing, giving people, you know, inspiration or motivation Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. That's me. Mm -hmm. I don't script that. I Mm -hmm. don't wake up in the morning and write myself out. Mm -hmm. How am I going to talk to people? Mm -hmm. It depends on how I feel. I don't wake up in a bad mood. I don't wake up upset but that doesn't mean I don't have a shitty day. Of course. That doesn't mean that I don't get into an argument with my dad or I get into an argument with my significant other.
2: Right.
1: I choose to show people what I want them to see mm-hmm. to an extent, but in the same breath, it's 95% of the time, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. But I choose not to show those negative aspects of my life or bring them up or talk about them on a regular basis right. because that's not what I'm trying to deliver to the world. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. I tell people like it is, I'm very opinionated, Mm -hmm. but I also respect and understand that people's opinions, you can agree to disagree. If my outlook on life is not the same as yours, I'm not going to knock you for the Mm -hmm. way you feel about life, Mm -hmm. but in the same breath, I'm going to tell you how I see it Mm -hmm. just as much as you're going to tell me how you see it. I don't believe in that whole, I need to put something out there that everybody else accepts. And that's something that I've really learned with my fiance now is he's very, he will tell you like it is. He doesn't care if you like it or not. He doesn't care if you like him or not, but he's going to tell you the way he sees it. And I've really, really embraced and opened that where I feel like the more and more that time goes by, the more and more people have become these sheep where they follow what is ideal or what is perfect or what is at that moment, what everybody should be feeling like. And there's a couple of black sheep in that in that herd Hmm. that want to say something or Hmm. they want to act out or they want to speak their mind, but they feel like if they do, everybody else is going to go, oh, well, we don't like that. And we don't like the way you're feeling. You're being
3: judged. Yep.
1: People need to realize that whether you're doing good or you're doing bad, people are going to judge you. There's a lot of times in my life where people were like, oh, you know, you're, you're not doing very well, or Mm -hmm. you're, you're not getting to where you are. You're not successful, you know? And who's defining success, but that's the thing. Everybody thinks that there's somebody, or there's Mm -hmm. a group of people Mm -hmm. or social media Mm -hmm. that decides who's successful, Mm -hmm. who's happy, Mm -hmm. who should be proud of what they're doing, who should be, you know, pointed fingers at Mm -hmm. for what they're not doing, Mm -hmm. The problem is, is there's no right and wrong. What you do and how I feel about what you're doing doesn't matter to you. And Mm -hmm. it shouldn't, you know, people point fingers at me for a lot of shit that I did in my life and would tell me that I'm wrong. But in my eyes, I did it because I'm right. Mm-hmm. And that's how
3: I feel. And neither are you sugarcoating it. It's not like you're no, I, no. you're being delusional that you know no. what what is wrong. It's right for me. And that's I think it. it's always right. You are accepting. I'm happy because yeah. I know
1: who I am. And 33 mm-hmm. years into my life, I know who I am. And mm-hmm. I've done a lot of... Dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. I've lot of, I, I've done a lot of things that are questionable. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, looking back at thirty three years, I don't regret a solitary thing I did. You're accepting the
4: totality of who you are. Yeah, is, yeah. If
1: I if my parents didn't split up when I was thirteen, mm-hmm. if I wasn't bullied through high school, mm-hmm. if I didn't go through relationships, you know, bad ones and good ones, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be the person I am today. Mm-hmm. I think if I lived a sheltered life, I'd be different. Mm-hmm. I think if I did everything by the book, I'd be different. I think if my family stayed. different. Together And my parents acted like everything was fine. I would be different. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is it didn't go that way. And things fell apart and things came together and things meshed and things didn't mesh. But that's what shaped me and made me who I am today. And I'm not sorry for it. I'm not upset about it. You know, I look at the positivity in everything. And if people don't like who I am today... So be it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you're not, you know, you're not everybody's cup of tea. Right. No. right. Right. And a lot of people need to understand that, that you don't have to be liked. You don't have to be hated by people. You need to choose to be who you want and whoever wants to accept you will accept you. Right. And who doesn't, doesn't. Right. And you have to be okay with that. Right. People are constantly looking at people who don't like you. Why don't they like me? You know, at school, why Mm -hmm. do people not like me? Why am I Mm -hmm. different? Or, you know, in a, in a social media, you being, if you're being, if you're a celebrity, you could do a movie and people go hate that movie or Mm -hmm. hate that actor, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it cuts them. Mm -hmm. It makes them feel terrible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Mm -hmm. People are going to talk about you, whether you're successful or you're not. You have to be comfortable where you are. And if where you are is what makes you happy. Right then you have to shut that out. Yeah. People are always going to talk. You know what I mean. And it
4: seems like we're constantly bending for other people, yeah. bending to accommodate other people's yeah. opinions until we're all bent out of shape. That's it. And you look in the mirror and you don't recognize yourself That's anymore because you've you've modified so many parts of you that you're now a complete different person. Right. And the saddest part of that is you do all that and you still will never get a hundred percent of the approval that you're looking That's for. It. So why not just do you right? That's not true. why not just be your most Authentic self,
1: right? And I think that's why a lot of people struggle with that. I mean, Mm -hmm. I get a lot of messages all the time. Is like, how are you so comfortable with, you know, yourself? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, I don't, I don't let people shape me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People will send me messages and give me, uh, opinions or, or tell me how they're feeling, whether it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. I get good emails. I get bad emails, but I read them. Mm -hmm. I read all of them and I take all of them out of context and I, I take it how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, I can't tell you how many times now being with who I'm with now. I'm constantly out there. People see me because I'm always on his feed. (laughs) And it's like, you know, I get people that are like, oh girl, you need to cut off those dead ends in your hair, blah, blah, blah. Your hair would look nicer. Truth is I've had my hair chemically relaxed since I was five years old. And I'm now deciding to go natural and growing out because I'm comfortable with my curls. Right. It's not your hair.
4: And you don't know that story.
1: And you don't know why it's the way it is. Thank you for your opinion, Mm -hmm. but nobody cares. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. People don't, people take things in and don't pull it apart and see the good from what's being said and then see what's negative from being said. And then make your opinion based on those two Mm things. And it's so
4: funny how social media makes everyone think they're such an expert on a variety (laughs) of topics. It's, you know, I've come on my profile and put this picture up. Do you really think that it's going to be your solitary DM that's going to make me go back and go like, oh, I want to do this with my hair. No, I knew what I was doing when I posted that. Right. Right. I was comfortable in that when I put that out. So.
3: It's like, you're missing the point. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: I think in in the long run, it's like, listen, we all have social media and we all have profiles because we've decided to open a profile and put our picture and our story and what we like and what we don't like on the page in a a tidy little box. What Mm -hmm. that means is if you don't like what I'm bringing, just keep it moving. Go. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's really what it comes down to. People are so opinionated and I'm going to go on this message. I'm going to say something, how I'm feeling. You've come into my life, onto my profile to share your opinion. Right. I don't care. Thank you. Yeah. But if you don't like it, the unfollow button is Right. right there.
2: Right. Right, you know, right.
1: so people that go out of their way, I mean, I think they call them like cyber bullies or you know, mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. that hide behind a screen to mm-hmm. spend they, you know, half of the people that have written nasty messages on my Instagram Keyboard are gangsters. like, uh, Sammy, Sonia, seven, four, six, two, three, five. Like mm-hmm. you are with some one fake, picture. on You have profile. no followers. and you're following three people one and you have no pictures. picture. On you have profile. gone out of your way to make a profile mm-hmm. to say something. If you were ballsy enough and I would respect that. Mm-hmm. If you were going to come at me with a regular profile and go, listen, girl, blah, 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 and I could reply back to a person that I know Mm -hmm, exists, mm -hmm. it's a different story. But these internet, Mm -hmm. you know, monsters that think that. Trolls. D- dropping yeah. some sort of information on somebody's page as somebody who who is not a real person mm-hmm. yeah. doesn't give you
3: yeah. any yeah.
1: backdrop. Yeah. You and have does that no make
3: their day any better, right? And yeah. for some sad reason,
1: it makes I'm sure the person who posted it feel very good. But mm-hmm. the sad part it is you went out of your way to mm-hmm. make a fake profile. Mm-hmm. To spread something hmm. that makes you feel better when you're the one that's really...
4: That says a lot more about you than it does you. about me, if you ask me. I had solve. somebody
1: like that last night. I was sitting at the casino and I got a post on my on my Instagram and it was just nasty. And I wrote a message and I was like, thanks, I'm all good over here. And I don't think they thought I was going to reply, mm-hmm. but I did. And I saw the dots pop up and I said, no reason to continue the conversation. I read it. I get you. But it's very sad that clearly something is going on in your life where you felt so Mm -hmm. compelled Mm -hmm. to send me a message. Mm -hmm. I've read it. Mm -hmm. I've taken it in. Mm -hmm. And I don't care. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I even clicked the video button just to see if somebody would click back. (laughs) And they wouldn't. And Mm -hmm. I said, next time, you know, you want to put your big big person mm-hmm. pants on send me a message from a real profile mm-hmm. if you really feel that way and you really want to tell me i'm more than welcome to click the live button tell me how you feel but you're never going to show me your face because you don't you don't even know why you're sending me these yeah. messages you're just doing it because it makes you feel good when in hindsight it's probably you that's hurting mm-hmm. and i'm just here to tell you that mm-hmm. you don't need to be mad at the world
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know there's other ways to go around it. And social media has become this platform where there's so much negativity going mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. And social media is only negative because people all think that there's negativity going on. When in hindsight, there's a ton of positivity going on in right. social media, right. but people don't highlight that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. People need to highlight the positivity in their own lives first and then they'll see it, right? That's really what it comes down to. And it's really what I've learned yeah. over the last couple of years of you know, really embracing all the yeah. shit that's happened yeah. in my life and going, fuck
3: it. That's true. (laughs) That's That's amazing. Right? Like one small step and it just... Creates a repetitive notion, right? Like yeah. you you do something in order to please someone. You make a post in order to be like somebody else, hoping that you'd get the likes. If you yeah. don't get the likes, yeah. then you're feeding that negativity to somebody else, right. and then you're just making their day bad. And then it yeah, just so like keeps a going cycle. on. It's yeah, yeah, it, only yeah, an expectation. Yeah, that's yeah, just yeah.
4: That's and it. and for you, so you know, you mentioned your fiance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, and this is content that you've put out on your social media, and that must have been another the brave thing uh, for you because you didn't have like a conventional path to meeting your fiance and no. being with your fiance. <laughs> would it. you, Would could you unpack that a little bit for us well, as well?
1: Okay. So um, like my fi- fiance, like, I mean, we got engaged Christmas Eve. So um, we decided we actually, we went to Cuba uh, to go on like for New Year's. And when we were on vacation, we had brought the camera with us cause we have a vlog, a mm-hmm. couple's vlog. Mm-hmm. Um, we had decided. And that's that we,
4: on YouTube. Yeah. We have to put that in the yeah, footnotes it's on YouTube. as well. We have yeah. a
1: couple's vlog. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were sitting down by the beach and I said, why don't we just turn the camera on and have a conversation about how we met? Mm-hmm. There's a lot oh, of vlogs online mm-hmm. where the couples talk about how they met. And it's, yeah. you know, I was at a coffee shop mm-hmm. or, you know, we, we met at school right. or I met at work.
4: Very scenic, very picturesque. Very,
1: oh, that's so sweet. Very hallmark. When in hindsight, right. th- the way we met was so cut and dry That we knew people were going to go, hold on. Like Mm -hmm. a couple of people (laughs) had an idea and obviously people from our pasts (laughs) knew how it happened. Yeah. But they didn't know the details. Fact of the matter is I was married a year ago. Mm -hmm. I had a husband. Mm -hmm. Before that husband, I had a long-term boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But I went through a relationship that was very rocky. We were both very abusive to each other. It was so negative. I mean, it had obviously its positive times. But... It ended up being such a toxic up and down roller coaster. Mm. Sorry, was that your ex husband or was that was my ex boyfriend?
3: Ex boyfriend. Okay. That was
1: such a toxic up and down roller coaster that I don't think I could grasp the idea of what a real relationship was. Mm. So coming to the end of us splitting up, my ex boyfriend and I, I had come into contact with somebody completely opposite. You know, um, he was a lot younger than me, and he was very positive. He was very Um, he was very Mm hardworking. He had a lot of drive. Um, he was complete opposite to what I had known Mm -hmm. previously. Um, so at that time it was like, whoa, this is a complete different relationship. And I want to explore that. I want to know what that's like. So, um, when I had split up with my boyfriend, I had met who is now my ex-husband and we were together for seven years. Um, now don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm totally different relationship in the, in the sense where it was positive. Mm -hmm. We, you know, uh, we ended up buying a house. Mm -hmm. Um, We were both very very hardworking. I learned a ton of things from that relationship, Mm -hmm. how to speak to somebody. Mm -hmm. I could never have a conversation and not fight Mm -hmm. in my previous relationship. Mm -hmm. But with him, it was, listen, I don't want you to yell at me. I don't want you to speak to me like that. Mm -hmm. Why don't we talk about our problems? And my my mind on a relationship completely evolved where things were, I had to think about things mm-hmm. and it changed that toxic relationship vibe I had into a relationship where, okay, we have to work together and we have to do things and we have to be positive and mm-hmm. we have to have motivation. You know, uh, you need a, a bank account, you need, yeah. um, investments. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to focus on the future mm-hmm. it was and easy. I went through that and it completely changed me. It made me realize that, okay, not all relationships are toxic. Not all relationships right. are so up and down. Right. There's, right. you know, you don't have to yell at people and don't call people names to get their attention. All the time. Right. 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 So I learned a lot from that marriage. And I mean, we were only married for two and a half years. Hmm. I learned a lot in that time span and I would never take away from what I learned in that relationship and that marriage. But In the same breath of learning so much good and being with somebody who was totally opposite to what I was used to, (laughs) I also got to harness myself and what were my ups and downs.
3: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about
1: anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And coming to the end of that
1: relationship, I realized that, yes, I'm in a great relationship. What some people would think was a perfect relationship.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I had everything. But in my heart, it was, it was just too easy easy. Like, I don't even know if easy is the word. I was
3: missing some spark. I had nothing
1: to, to work on. Mm. Things were so lax and came so organically and easy where I thought that that's, that was my life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but there was no challenge. I'm, I'm, I am i am i have and always will be like that hustler, that entrepreneur mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I need more and nothing is ever good enough. I have to keep working. The sky mm-hmm. is not the limit. I need mm-hmm. beyond the sky. Mm-hmm. And My counterpart was very comfortable with, I go to work, I work hard, I'm a great worker, I come home, you know, I make dinner, and then I relax. And that's it. There was no drive to go further. Mm -hmm. It was, we have it now. So let's just get comfortable Mm -hmm. and live. Right, right. So going through that, I took a lot from that relationship and blended that into the bad side of what I had. So now I had two separate sides. I had a side where it was rocky and and God knows what was going to happen the next day Mm -hmm. to something where I predicted and knew exactly what was going to happen every morning I opened my eyes. And towards the end of it, I started to get bored is really what it came down to. Mm-hmm. He never did anything wrong to mm-hmm. me. He mm-hmm. never was not that perfect husband, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It just, he wasn't my perfect husband. Did you feel like you were growing from that relationship? I definitely grew from my marriage. I definitely grew from my marriage. I definitely realized that I think when I was turning, we had got, I got married when I was 29 and I was this mentality. I have to get married before I'm 30 or I'm not getting married.
3: Mm. And
1: if I don't get married by the time I'm 30, forget it. Which is such it. a over. common
3: mentality. People just Now, growing up, I never everything. wanted
1: kids. I never saw myself having kids. I've never mm-hmm. held a baby in my life. That was never in the picture. But getting married was this, I have to do it. And I felt this pressure with social media and everything around me that I needed to have that happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I went wrong. I think that's where looking back that I wish that I hadn't done that only for the simple fact that I think we would have continued our relationship and would have realized not too long after that, that we were growing apart and that we liked totally different things and we were never going to meet on the same page again. Mm. If I had just let that drag out a little longer, I think it would have been different, but I don't regret doing what I did. You know, I loved who I was with at that point, and that's why I got married. But two years down the road, realized this isn't where my heart lies. This isn't where I'm supposed to be. This was a stepping stone and a life lesson and a way for me to find out that other part of me that I needed to complete myself. Mm -hmm. I had one facet and now I have the other. Those two together had put me in the position of, I know who I am. It's like everything clicked.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And I left that relationship. Now, meeting my now fiance, mm-hmm. who, who, you know, we got to know, I mean, we met and got together and got engaged in the span of a year. Mm-hmm. It's like, I needed those two facets to come together for me to really realize what love was, what respecting someone was, what conversating and understanding how a relationship should work. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be super difficult, but in the same breath, it's not supposed to be supposed to be super easy.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There to be a I met moments.
1: who I'm with now by no means is our relationship easy, but I've never loved somebody mm-hmm. the way I love who I'm with mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But because of what had happened previous mm-hmm. has brought me to realize what to me love means, right. what a relationship means. Right. You know what I mean? Like It's perfect to you. Right. Right. That's it. So I had a relationship that was so bad and I had a relationship that was so good, mm-hmm. but neither of them was my relationship.
2: Right
1: Now I'm with the person that I know. And that's why it happened so quickly. Right. A ton of people are like, how could you leave a relationship, leave a marriage? And then in 365 right. days, have somebody propose to you again and you mm-hmm. say yes. Right. How could you do that? How do you know who you are? The time doesn't mean anything. When you know it's right, you know it's right. Mm-hmm. And twice over, I thought it was right, but I didn't completely know myself. And I didn't completely know what was right for me where meeting who I'm with now was like, okay, like this is what I need. This is who I should be with. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've truly ever been in love with a person or a relationship Mm -hmm. until I I met Brandon. Mm -hmm. Like
4: really, that's That's really what it is. That's amazing.
1: So it's not like anything that I did going forward. I didn't, we made tons of mistakes, mm-hmm. my relationships. I made tons of mistakes, but we also grew and learned from right. each other, both good and bad. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't put negativity as the top of my list in both of those relationships. Mm-hmm. I grew and evolved and that's what made me full circle realize what I needed and what I wanted and who I needed to be with. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I was just ballsy enough to say, I'm, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
4: so in making these decisions um you know what was your biggest hurdle would you say it was the people closest to you or people that you are sort of exposed to via social media where did you get the most reaction well where, where did you get the most would i say objection or or just people giving their unsolicited advice or opinions on this particular subject, where where did that come at you the most? And from? was
3: it your
1: worry? Well, it's it's weird. Um, when I had kind of made my mind up, I definitely took into consideration what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter was, I was living a very quiet life with my ex husband, mm-hmm. and. The person I'm with now is very out in social media, very Mm -hmm. open, very Mm -hmm. um, vocal. Mm -hmm. I knew that it was going to be from like one extreme to the other.
4: How did you prep yourself for that?
1: Um, I kind of just took a deep breath and was like, like I always do. I'm just going to roll with the punches. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash. (laughs) I know I'm going to get a lot of bullshit. But in the same sense, eventually people are going to understand why or how I did this Mm -hmm. and either be okay with it or it's just going to get old and they're going to leave it alone. Does it matter to
4: you that they eventually understand or do you not? care if they understand. Oh, I don't care. Right. I
1: definitely don't care, but I knew that people would come around. I knew eventually the amount, I knew the majority was going to be negative. Mm -hmm. I mean, and how could you not see it? I'm leaving a marriage. You know, I, I met somebody else, you know, everybody's like, well, that's cheating and that's this and that's that. Regardless of what it was, it's my life. It doesn't matter. This is how you see it. Cool. But this is what I'm doing. So whether you're okay with it or not, I'm going for it. I'm going to go around this world once. So I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I've always lived by this. I rather have a bunch of oh wells than what ifs, you know? And I think I knew my parents and my family were going to have my back. My parents yes, and my family one hundred percent were like, "Listen, if you fuck this up, that 's on you, but we have your back, and we 're here to talk and we 're here to be to with have you that
4: support system.
1: My mother was the first person I talked to when I had figured out what mm-hmm. I was going to do, and at that point, it was already starting to come out in the open. My ex had already realized what was going on, and it was kind of coming to fruition. It was mm-hmm. just like, how are we going to do mm-hmm. this?" Mm-hmm and my mom said so and i was like what do you mean so she's like it's your life mm-hmm. you've got to figure out what you want to do whether you're making a mistake or you're not making a mistake you'll figure it out mm-hmm. but you have to do what you want to do don't hold back from doing something because of what you think might happen or what you right. think might might be said you have to do what you're going to do and I mean, realistically speaking, it's like when we started posting images, like mm-hmm. I remember I had taken Brandon was turning thirty when we first met in March last year. He was turning thirty. And I said, Okay, we're gonna we're all gonna go to the Bahamas. But we're gonna go to the Bahamas and we're gonna celebrate your thirtieth birthday. This is a big number and this is gonna kick off how life is about to flip. Mm-hmm. And we had taken our first picture together in the Bahamas. And I remember sitting in the lobby at Atlantis. We sat there and we looked at the picture and he said, you know what's about to happen, right? He had a hundred, well, he he has 109,000 followers. He has a ton of followers over every platform, but 109,000 people on Instagram that follow him are about to see him post a picture of him and a girl. He's never posted an image of a girl with him Mm -hmm. on his social feed Mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. He said, it's going to go nuts. He said, are you okay with it? And I was still living at my house. I had still, I'm still going through what's going to happen and what I'm going to do. And I said, fuck it, post it. And he said, you're sure. And I said, yeah, post it. Who cares what happened? And he said, you don't care. You're sure about, I said, listen, I'm so sure about this relationship and I know what's going to happen and I'm ready for it. I'm going to put my armor on." Put my big girl pants on. Let's do this. And he posted the picture. And that night, my following—I went from fifteen thousand followers to twenty-nine thousand followers overnight. Not necessarily because people wanted to follow me. They were like, "Who the hell is this girl? Uh How did you Mm -hmm. end up on his feed? Mm -hmm. And why is this happening?" Because I thought you were married. Mm -hmm. People were so intrigued by what was going on. So I remember waking up the next morning and going, "Holy." Shit. And 99% of those messages were negative. You have a husband. You have this, oh you have that. People didn't know what was going on. People yeah. didn't know that we had my my ex and I had a conversation about this. Yeah people didn't they barely know. know you. People didn't know. Mm-hmm. People just know what they see on my feed and they recognize my life by what I post. Yeah. yeah. The guy I'm with is not white anymore. The guy I'm with has, you know, curly hair and is mixed and he's not related to me. So what's going on? And I think that's when I really not necessarily built a wall, mm-hmm. but like created a moat around my castle mm-hmm. and stood at the front door. Mm-hmm. Like I see you guys, mm-hmm. but you can't go past this water. Cause y'all right. are going to drown. I'm good. And I kind of built it from. From there and, and it's like everything flowed so seamlessly after that mm-hmm. my ex was like listen obviously we're not meant to be together and you know what our breakup was very calm there was no fighting there was no arguments our families didn't talk mm-hmm. it was just like it's almost like the universe was trying to show us like listen what you've ways? learned so much from each other till now mm-hmm. this is where you need to be now you both understand who you are and where you stand mm-hmm. It's time to split off. And I remember going into the mall and meeting with my ex and we literally shook hands and was like, this is it. And we went our separate ways and he met somebody and he's happy with the girl that he's with and I'm with somebody and I'm Mm -hmm. happy with the guy I'm with. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the universe showed us like time is up. Mm -hmm. You have to move
3: forward. Like, you know what I mean? Was that moment stressful for you though? Or how did you go? Were you enjoying the process? Were you?
1: I probably (laughs) dropped about 30 pounds. I got really, really skinny. I was stressed. Yeah, of course. It's a stressful time. Mm -hmm. You're leaving a marriage to start a relationship with somebody that you don't, you don't really know. Mm -hmm. But... I'm one of those crazies that are like, listen, I have to trust my gut. It's not just my heart. My gut is telling me this is where I need to be now, whether or not I made the right or wrong choice going into it. I was ready for it. I was like, if this was the bad move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll learn from it. Mm -hmm. I'll take something from it and I'll move forward. It's not the end of my life and I'm not going to go back. back. You know, it's no different than, I mean, this is off topic, but it's, it's not, it's no different than me starting to do lashes. Mm -hmm. I started a lash business long before it was a thing. Nine years ago, I started Mm -hmm. to do eyelash Mm -hmm. extension. I worked at the ACC. I had the best job. I had benefits. I had a desk. I had purpose. I had, you know, gone to school for what I got put into there. I beat out 483 people for that job. Wow. I was at what I thought was the pinnacle. I walked into that door every morning going, I have the best job ever. But for some reason, I met the people that I did that did eyelash extensions and somehow was like, I like this. And I got to work one day and I remember leaving to go to the bathroom and I took eight minutes. And my boss at the time, when I had walked in the door said, you took eight minutes to go to the bathroom. Wow. Because I had stopped to talk to the janitor just to ask him what was going on, how life was, whatever. They were timing your bathroom breaks? You timed me. Wow. That's crazy. To tell me that I was in the bathroom for eight minutes. That's
2: creepy. And
1: his exact words were, we're not here to socialize, we're here to work. I remember looking at him and telling him, fuck off. Wow. And you know what he said to me? He said, you know, you're going to get fired, right? And I said, I'll pack my stuff. And I walked into my office and I packed all my shit and I walked out. And I remember getting on the go train that day and calling my mom and going, I just got fired. I lost my job. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? But I decided that eyelashes was a really good thing. And I think that's what I'm going to do. I didn't know what I was going to make from it. I didn't know if it was going to be at a job. I just knew that I liked it. But I've always run off that. And Nine years now, mm-hmm. the job that I have, I have like eyelashes tattooed on me because it has propelled me to be able to do and get and achieve things that I'd never thought that I could achieve. Right. You know, I've gone from, you know, craziness to, to, I can tell you exactly. I built a a business from the ground up, the Mm -hmm. clients that I have, I've had for the last eight or nine years. It's solid, but I would have never done it or got to where I am or did the things that I did without taking that jump. And it's no different than my relationships, whether it's good or bad, I still jumped, whether I hit the rocks or I fly, it's kind of this right. adrenaline obsession that I have for life where it's like, it doesn't matter. Whatever happens, I will take from it and I'll move forward.
3: You took the risk.
1: That's it. And it looked perfect to you. I and mean, no rest risk- There's no reward without taking a risk. And a lot of people, and don't get me wrong, there are two different, like we had this conversation, there's two different types of people in the world. We need people that are structured, that, that have to do things and have to go a certain way or, and are, you know, objective to what their purpose is in life. But then there's people like me that are just like, "Mm -hmm." like, let's see what happens. But that's the flow. That's why everybody's different, but everybody needs everybody to kind of make the world go round, yeah, right? And
4: and it. It. Right,
1: right. And you have to, and I'm just one of those people. Right. Like I have to just, when I get a feeling it <laughs> has to happen. You know, there, there are times where, um, you know, I've gone out on a crazy limb and did some crazy things, but it has turned out to be the best things I've ever done. Right. But I've also gone out on a limb and done some crazy things where it has completely knocked me down. I just have the mindset where if I get knocked down, it's like, okay, where did I screw up? And how can I experience? Yeah. How can I fix it? Or how can I change that? Mm -hmm. Or how can I alter what the outcome is of that? Mm -hmm. And it has shaped me to be the person that I am today. So every little thing down to leaving a marriage, Mm -hmm. going out on a limb for somebody Mm -hmm. that I didn't know, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to trust your gut because sitting here in front of you guys, (laughs) I have never been at the best spot of my life than I ever been. And I know this is where I'm supposed to be. Wow. Not because of what I see that's going around me, Mm -hmm. but because of how I feel. Right. You know, I wake up every morning and I turn to my side and I look at my fiance and I go, fuck, you're who I love. I've never felt that. I've never woken up and gotten dressed and had a shower or gone to the gym or went downstairs to start my day and going, this is where I need to be. Whether or not this is where I'm going to be five years from now Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. matter. But where I am right now is where I am supposed to be. Yeah. Wow.
3: And that's, what's going to make your day better. Right. Quick break right now, a quick break and stay with us. We will be right back and summarize this.
4: Awesome and we're back and we still have with us Cherie who's been telling us <laughs> so many things he does things. so much better than I did. oh yeah Cherie, I mean it's it's Cherie. gotta be Cherie come on now <laughs> And, uh, you know, this is so amazing. And I really appreciate the honesty and the candor with which you've outlined your story and yes. with which you really put everything on the table and held very little, if anything, back. I think that's the kind of authenticity that we need in communication these days um, that is getting increasingly rare so you know again people see you on social media for example or on wherever and think they know your life and what you've just made us realize is you really don't know what has come together to put together this package that you're seeing and consuming in 10 second videos on a feed somewhere there's so much more to them there's so much more informing their decisions and you know there's so much more that makes them who they are so thank you for you know just going into it in depth like this this was really really informative and you know i think if we uh brought this level of honesty to more of our conversations the world would be a much better place i agree right and so i mean just to summarize you have never you know, uh, shrunk away from taking on new challenges. You've never shrunk away from speaking the truth, even if it's extremely inconvenient. Uh, you know, you've always gone headfirst into whatever you believe in, uh, you know, and you're a crusader and an adventurer uh, for just living your most authentic life. And I think that is something that is very, very admirable. Right, Sarah? Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, so much to learn from this.
4: Yeah. And so, you know, if we could all just care a bit more about where we are in our growth and less about what other people on the outside might be thinking, mm-hmm. uh, then we would all be better off. Because even those people that we're concerned about are also at some point in their growth and so it's such a disservice to yourself to keep judging yourself by someone else's standards when they don't even fully understand who they are exactly right and and so you know i I was just taking all of this from everything you were saying and Mm -hmm. i think you know just having you hear and hearing your story and having you share all these things you know it's We're really, really grateful for that. So thank you for your time and you know, this was, this was amazing. And, you know, I, I would just like to ask, you know, as, as, as usual, what is something that you would with everything you know today about Mm -hmm. yourself, what Mm -hmm. would you say to a much, much younger cherry?
1: (laughs) What would I have said? Well, first off, I would have told myself to buy the belt. Nobody will understand. Okay but it makes me feel good actually you know what i think that kind of runs with with what i would say when i was uh, very very young i opened my eyes to the world of luxury Mm -hmm. things and there was a belt Mm -hmm. at louis vuitton on bloor street when i was like 16 i was doing like modeling and things like that Mm -hmm. there was a belt there and it was off the runway and it was in a glass case and Mm -hmm. you know it was like eight hundred dollars and and i was like i need to buy this belt but if I buy this belt, I'm going to clear out the majority of my bank account right mm-hmm. now. But I need this belt. Mm-hmm. And I fought with myself and I walked around the store and I was like, no, I won't buy the belt. And I remember taking, you know, going home and it was like the day after I was like, I should go buy that belt. I want the belt. It's, it's a limited edition. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different. It's mm-hmm. unique. I need the belt. And I took the train all the way back to Louis Vuitton and I went in there and that belt was gone. Mm-hmm. And I have never seen that belt ever, ever again. And it haunts me every day of my life (laughs) that I did not buy that belt. And at 33, what I think that means now Mm -hmm. to how crushed I was at that age, Mm -hmm. you only miss the opportunities you don't take. Mm -hmm. And if I had just sucked it up, cleaned my bank account out, bought that belt, Yeah, I would have been broke, but I would have been really happy that I had that one-of-a-kind belt. Mm. When in hindsight at 33, if I didn't take the jumps and the leaps and the Mm -hmm. things that I did growing up on Mm -hmm. a whim, screw it, let's see what happens, I would never be the person I am now or gone to the lengths and done what I did that Mm -hmm. I have at 33. So I think it's not necessarily something I would tell myself, Mm -hmm. like younger me. I think I would just pat myself on the back Mm -hmm. because I think... I've been me my whole life. Mm-hmm. I've just taken little aspects of things that I've seen or people that I've met and formed an opinion and made a, an, a, an idea in my head and kind of, you know, added a piece to the puzzle. And mm-hmm. I think at 33 now my puzzle is like almost complete. Mm-hmm. I think now I'm just, you know, adding the border and putting it in a mm-hmm. box. Like I think at this point in my life, I, I, I don't think I would have told myself younger me anything. I I don't think I would have told myself to beware of people Mm -hmm. or to not, you know, not go to college Mm -hmm. or not. I think everything that I did going forward from that age to now Mm -hmm. happened for a reason. And I think I would have just encouraged myself and told myself to keep going. Like I think that 's what it is
3: that 's a very unique response yes yeah that 's amazing yes that's yeah. that 's
4: amazing that 's yeah. amazing. I think you definitely learned the lesson of the mm-hmm. belt because everything pretty much everything you 've done since has shown that you seize every opportunity yeah. as it comes you don 't you don't you, you yeah. don 't strike me as the kind of person that lets things slip by you no. you just you just no, grab at it, it. it and you, you you dive head first and and you get it done, and that 's that's uh, that's amazing, and I, I think, you know, we don't all have that kind of courage, but I think we could all do with a bit more of that right. sort of spunk and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah,
3: mm-hmm. just be a spontaneity. Bit more and yeah, right.
4: yeah, yeah. So thank you for sharing that, and, you know, it's been a wonderful, wonderful episode with you, Cherry, yeah. and yeah. we're so <laughs> grateful that you made the time to come do this with us, right, Sarah?
3: Of course, absolutely. I'm just... Waiting for this to end so we can go play foosball.
4: (laughs) You know what? (laughs) But this time it's not going to be
3: for cash. (laughs) We should talk
4: about the foosball story. So you were you were hustling some people. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Really?
1: You know what? I've managed to. It's amazing when I look back at how I paid for things, right? Because I don't even know how I got. Some of the things that I did, but yeah, like I always tell people the foosball thing. So I, I would, you know, when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. there was a cafeteria, like Mm -hmm. most high schools and, um, they served chicken burgers and hot dogs and whatever. And growing up, it was like, my mom would pack me a lunch. I lived around the corner. My mom said, there's no reason for me to give you money to buy lunch. Huh, yeah. You could take a lunch from home and I wouldn't have to give you money for it. You'll be fine. So I was like, no, I want to, I want a chicken burger and fries. Well, the chicken burger and fries were always $5, Yeah, which sounds yep, ludicrous now, <laughs> but $5 got you a chicken burger and fries. And I was like, yo, you know what? I want my lunch. I'm going to eat my lunch that my mom packed, but I also want a chicken burger and fries. How am I going to make $5, you know, to do this? And there was a... I call it jits. To this day, I will call it jits. But it is a foosball table. And I remember um, watching a bunch of, you know, people playing foosball, mostly the guys. And I was like, yo, teach me. I want to play. So we started playing and they told me, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. And this is how you play. And, you know, this is how you keep score. So... I, over the days I got a little better. And and then they started to go, yo, like you're really good at this. And I was like, yeah, I am really good at this. <laughs> and then it clicked where I was like, what if I bet, this is my inner like gambler. What if I bet people $5 that I would beat them? Oh Worst God. case scenario, I need to come up with five bucks, but I would play them for $5 and make my money to get my chicken burger. Oh. So that's what I started to do every day it was at a lunchtime. Chicken burger. I mm-hmm. would strut into the cafeteria and hustle people for five dollars. Well, five dollars turned to ten dollars. Then I started playing four or five people. Wow. Now I'm making like money off of this. 20, 30 bucks in a lunchtime. I'm playing jits, right. I'm eating good, like things are good. Right. And it's funny because the same time I was doing that, I wanted to be able to take the bus to square one because mm-hmm. I was living in Clarkson. Okay. And I was like, I need money to go to Scooters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know Scooters Roller Palace. It's a roller skating place down on Royal Windsor Drive. Oh, mm-hmm. yes.
3: I've always been meaning to.
1: You used to love going there on Saturday, mm-hmm. but you needed money to buy roller, right. like to rent the right. roller skates yes. and you need money for your icy. So now not only did I need $5 for chicken burger and fries at lunch, but on Friday nights, I wanted wow. to go roller skate and go shop higher. at the mall. Mm-hmm. Okay. So- I had like a home ec class. So on lunch I would do jits and then at home ec I would stitch... Remember those Club Monaco bags? Yeah. Those black bags? Yeah, yeah. I could never afford a Club Monaco bag, right? But I was like, I can make one. So I would take the tote fabric from home ec class and sew totes. Easy. Flip it inside out, stitch around, put the handles on, done. Flip it inside out. Now you got a place for your binders, right? Because we all had like what? Four periods or eight periods a day you had all these binders. So I would make coats in the morning and keep them play jits at lunch for my lunch hmm. and whatever, and then hmm. sell the totes to the girls and make the money that would pay for me to go to scooters. Wow. Now don't get me wrong. My parents never like, like shunned me. Like it was not like a bad thing. They hmm. would give me money if I asked for hmm. it, but I was like, yo, I want to make my own money. I want to yeah. have my own money to do this and go shop and Little do what I wanted. Right. On top of what mm-hmm. my parents wow. were going to give me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was like on a daily basis. It I was selling addictive. totes for, you know, five, $6, mm-hmm. you know, by the end of the day, I'm coming home with 40 or 50 bucks. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So that's how it kind of started and it grew from that. And I had this like hunger to make my own money. Um, I grew up my whole life going, you know, it's great that my parents pay for things or it's great that I'm dating somebody that's going to buy me stuff, Mm -hmm. but I don't need it. I can make my own money. And then as I got older, it got worse. So I think that's always been in the back of my head. I've, I've always been this like, little hustler where right. I was like I need to make my own money right so yeah
3: no, no matter their goal is chicken burger
1: scooters it, or- it didn't matter it didn't <laughs> matter whatever I wanted it was like I was gonna work right. and hustle mm-hmm. like I mean I sold totes, I played Jits, I um I remember I had a connection at Blackberry and I used to buy Blackberries at a cheaper price and turn around and wow. sell them on Craigslist. Wow, it's just and got make more real. Always I would wow. sell like I sell clothes in my I go through my closet, you know, ten dollars here, twenty dollars here, thirty dollars yeah. there. I would sell it, you know. Yeah. I would go to garage sales and pick up records and tapes mm, and I would mm. go home and dub the tape. Or, you know, when Napster was in, I would burn mm-hmm. CDs. Like, wow. I don't know if anybody did that, but yes. I would burn CDs yes. and permanent marker the mm-hmm. songs mm-hmm. on the CD. And mm-hmm. I, at lunchtime, I would sell the CDs or wow. I would sell them online. Like, MSN Messenger and ICQ. Wow. Yo, what songs do you want to listen to? You want to listen to wow. like you some art had a business tel- <laughs> empire going. <laughs> oh, I always. Wow. I made businesses my whole life. Like wow. I worked at Dairy Queen. I made ice cream cakes. I would make four extra cakes. Wow! I, mean, I know that was probably not legal. <laughs> Hopefully, my manager's not listening. But I would make four extra cakes. Right. Call my friends and go, yo, your birthday's this weekend. You want a birthday cake? You know, twenty bucks. Wow. Then you make money on the side. Wow. Like Tim Hortons. I, badass. you know, I made, I made, you know, donuts. I was in charge of my first job was putting the jelly in the Timbits mm-hmm. when I was a kid. That's. You know what I did and I got that job because I wanted a paint job on my car, Mm
2: -hmm. you know, when
1: I was 16. So I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to work at Tim Hortons, work my ass off, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and pay to get my car painted. But how am I going to do this? Well, I would be in charge of putting the jelly in the donuts Mm -hmm. and putting Mm -hmm. the icing sugar on Mm -hmm. it with the baker in the morning. But I knew at nighttime back then. Whatever didn't sell during the day, yes. you threw in the garbage, yes. but you were allowed to take a box of donuts mm-hmm. home right. or sandwiches to bring home to my family, but I'd make four other boxes of Timbits and sell all them right. for 3 or $4 all on the side. All as right. soon as I walked out the door, they're still all fresh, right. Right? right? You sell your box of donuts, you make mm-hmm. $6, 12 $18, dollars, you go home, that's extra money in your pocket, right? All Tim right. Horton's never oh tipped, but, but that was <laughs> it. Wow. Okay. I found the ways around things. Okay.
3: All the time, mm-hmm. like don't try this at home. But right. yes. <laughs>
2: don't do any of that.
4: You did not hear this on Interesting Humans.
3: But that's it. Like that's right. the thing. It's like I always
1: hustled and right. I always found ways to make yeah. money. Yeah. That's interesting. So that's interesting. I just it just got bigger mm-hmm. and worse as I got older. I mean, I and kept it you legal, run your own obviously, business. Mm-hmm. but it's turned into what I do now. Like right. I do lashes. That's when I right. first started to do eyelash extensions, nobody knew what it was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So people were like, uh, is that surgical? Like, how do they do that? You know, you just take a lash and you glue it to mm-hmm. each individual lash, whatever. How am I going to get business? How am I going to get these people to understand mm-hmm. that what I'm doing is a service. Mm-hmm. It's a new beauty service, but it's safe. You know, it's going to cost you you know, a couple bucks, but yeah, yeah. you'll love it. How am I going to entice strangers mm-hmm. to come mm-hmm to my house right. to get lashes done. And I would walk through the malls and I would just talk to random women. If I was in the lineup at Shoppers Drug Mart, if oh, I was trying to close the change your at Garage, you just strike up a conversation with people and then they're right. like, oh my God, your lashes are beautiful. Well, right. here's my business card. Come and see me. Well, it got worse. I remember walking into True Religion at Maple View Mall in Burlington and I tried on a pair of now that I think about it it as gaudy blood red with white thick stitching. I don't know if you know, true religion jeans.
3: Mm, Yep. They were like $380,
1: Mm -hmm. these jeans. And I looked at the tag and I'm like, I can't afford 380 bucks. I live by myself. I pay my bills. Mm -hmm. By the time I'm done all of that, I have no money left. Mm -hmm. I got to wait for my next paycheck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How am I going to buy these pants? Because I want them. Mm -hmm. So I sat down and I went home and I said, okay, if I charge a hundred bucks a person to do a set of lashes, I need to do three people's lashes, technically four people, and I'd have $20 extra. If I did four people's eyelashes this week, by the end of the week, I could go buy those pants. And so I wrote it in my agenda. I need to get four clients, and I'm not going to save that money. I'm going to go buy $380 jeans, which seemed like a good idea at that point. (laughs) So I spent the entire week interacting, talking, networking, going places, chatting with people, just mm-hmm. trying to suck whoever I could in. <laughs> and sure enough, by the end of the week, not only had I done four full sets, but I did an extra six. Well, all right. And wow. I walked into that store and the lady went 400 and I'll never forget it, $416. And I remember my girlfriend beside me like, what the hell are you doing? And I took my debit card out and I swiped. $416 to buy one pair of pants. And it wasn't the fact, it, it ended up not being I've never worn those pants to, oh, to, to take it away. I have never put those pants on myself ever. They've sat in the cupboard since like I bought them. Mm-hmm. But I left with the bag and I felt so proud of myself that I had bought these pants, but it was the drive to get to the pants. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed, now I look back at the agenda that I do these schedules, I book people in. Mm -hmm. The first time I wrote pants, pants went to an outfit. An outfit went to a designer pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. Designer pair of shoes went to, I'm going to buy myself a Range Rover. Okay. I have six months. I'm going to buy this Range Rover. I've wanted a Range Rover my entire life for some reason. That was the car. I Mm -hmm. wanted a Honda Del Sol, which my parents ended up getting me when I was really Mm -hmm. little. Mm -hmm. That was on my locker, you Mm -hmm. know, growing Mm -hmm. up. I want a stock Del Sol. That's Mm -hmm. the car that I want. Mm -hmm. I got the Del Sol. I said, I want a Range Rover. By the end of that six months, I went out and I bought that Range Rover. Wow. And it was like, okay, okay possibilities are endless here. I just need to allot my mind to how many people yeah, I need to do that's going to get me to that mm-hmm. pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I went from just that regular Range Rover. Now I want a big Range Rover. I want a big one, something that I would never be able to afford, mm-hmm. but you set your mind to it and you give it's yourself little steps mm-hmm. and you can get what you want. Right. Fantastic. Only
3: you can make it possible.
1: It's when you make, it's when you break things down. You know, Mm -hmm. people are like, I'm a millionaire. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you go, holy shit, a million dollars is a a lot of money. But... If you break it down to only needing to make, what, $2,000 something a day for seven days for 365 days, $2,000 sounds a lot cheaper than a million bucks. And $2,000 breaks it down to an even smaller amount. Mm-hmm. You don't have to start at a million dollars, but people, you know, go get these jobs that oh, I need to be a doctor because I need to make tons of money. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily need me to need to be a doctor to make tons of money. Mm-hmm. You need to find your passion mm-hmm. and you need to break it down. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to get you to where you're going. Right. So, you know to make you know 100 or 200 a day you know mm-hmm. you you give yourself a goal i need to make 50 grand in the year to afford what i need to afford mm-hmm. you take that 50 grand and you divide it into 365 days mm-hmm. now it doesn't seem so impossible that's true you know That's what right. I mean? That's right. And I've literally done that to every part of my life growing mm-hmm. up where it's like, nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. Y- and it takes you back to the beginning of our conversation. You go online, you know, the only car other than a Range Rover I've ever wanted is a Lamborghini. Lamborghini is $275,000, $375,000. Yeah. But if you break it down over a couple of years and you put that money aside, you could go buy that Lamborghini. Yeah. You don't have to be famous. You don't have to be popular. Yeah. Yeah. You could be, you know, some nerd in the back, corner like playing Pokemon. And you could buy that. You could buy it because you put your mind to it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when you look at social media and you see people with all this nice stuff, you Mm -hmm. don't go, damn, that guy's so lucky. I hate him or she's so pretty. It's the little steps that you take over an amount of time to get you where you need to go. Mm -hmm. People see everything in a negative light where you don't need to look at it negative, you need to look at it as an improvement, in improvement, as a as a, a push towards right, the right direction. Right, people look right, at things right, with envy and yeah, green in their eyes. People just
3: want instant gratification. You have to
1: look right at now, it in right a positive away. light. Where yeah, I can do that too. You need to embrace that other people have certain things, and that's what makes them them. You need to find what makes you you. Right.
4: Wow. Right? That's a that's such a good way to end this. Yeah. You need to that's find beautiful. what makes you you. That's it. Wow.
1: There's no such thing as not being successful yeah. or in a shitty job mm-hmm. or being in a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to find who you are and what you want out of life and you have to go for it. I'm not me. saying take crazy risks and do the type of shit that I've done or the type of the stuff that somebody else has done, but everybody has their own crazy. Mm-hmm you know mm-hmm. and you have to go for what you're going to do you mm-hmm. have to move forward looking back dwelling being upset being depressed mm-hmm. you have to move forward to that nothing's going to change or get better or 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 manifest if you're not going towards the light right You know, you keep yourself in the dark. You don't find the light switch. It's going to stay dark.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. You have to find the light switch. You're going to feel around the whole friggin' room, floor, walls, Mm -hmm. ceiling, doors, but you're going to find your way and you're going to navigate and you're going to figure out where that light switch is. And when you find the light switch, you can flick it on. Mm
2: -hmm. And when
1: you see everything, it makes it, everything makes sense because you go, I walked around that room. I touched that door. I touched that wall. I felt that carpet, but now everything makes sense because the light is on, but you would have never found that fucking light Mm -hmm. switch if you didn't didn't go look for it. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. I'm so (laughs) moved by this. I'm going to go to my room and find my light switch. should be a
1: motivational
5: speaker (laughs) full time.
3: Which she is as well. I'm getting there.
1: I'm getting there. Yes. It's definitely something that I want to do. I've, I've in the last couple of days, I've literally come into a couple of other ideas, and I'm, I'm my mind's constantly moving. But I definitely, I definitely need to find a way that I can talk to people, right. on a person to person. I don't have. A degree. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. go to school and you for don't this. even
3: need to. No. Your experiences alone, your passion alone, yeah. your personality alone speaks a lot. But so. people need to understand that. Like,
1: everybody thinks you need to go to school and you need to get a piece of paper. Yeah, for people who are going down that road, yeah, you need to. Yeah. But a lot of people need to let go of the fact that that doesn't make you who you are. Mm-hmm. I have a piece of paper at home. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything close to what I mm-hmm. got, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a certificate in. Mm-hmm. But... I've figured out who I am and now I'm going to run with Mm -hmm. it. But that's definitely something I want to do. I Mm -hmm. definitely want to be able to sit in a room and, and tell people it's okay to be you don't follow the herd. You're not,
2: you know, if you want to be
1: purple, green, curly, straight, live here, live somewhere else. You have to do what you want to do because, you know, I have a client that's, she's in her late eighties. And she said something to me a couple of weeks ago that almost brought tears to my eyes because it's coming from somebody who's been there. Mm-hmm. It's not something she read in a book. Mm-hmm. It's not something she's taken from somebody else. She looked at me and I explained to her the whole situation was what's gone on in my life. We were just talking. We had met. This was my first time doing her lashes. And she got up and she had, her eyes were welled with tears. And she looked at me and she goes, one, don't ever regret anything you ever do in your life. You're doing it for a reason. It might not make sense. It might not even be the right choice, mm. but you're doing it because that's the path that, that your life is on. Mm. And for two, don't not do something because at 80, she said, I can look back and think of what my parents told me I should have done what I thought was right because everybody told me I should have done it and what I wanted to do. Mm. And there's a lot of times that I didn't do what I didn't want to do. And when I lay on my deathbed eventually, Mm. I'm going to look back at all the shit that I didn't do and Mm. wish I did. I'm never going to look back at the shit that I did and wish I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And it almost made, like, talking about it now almost makes me cry. Mm -hmm. Because that's coming from an 80-year-old woman that has seen more about life than I have ever to this point at Mm -hmm. 33 years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to do what you feel like you want to do when you want to do it. Mm -hmm.
4: That's so powerful.
1: It's true. Mm
5: -hmm. It's true. It's very true. And a lot of people will never embrace that and think that life is too short. And you have to do what you want to do, whether it's wrong or it's right. You have to do it. Because if you regret it in the long run, it's going to hurt more than you doing it when it happened. Wow. Sorry. Wow.
4: <laughs> wow.
5: It's like I feel so, so <clears throat> driven to what has happened in my life and what I've done mm-hmm. and what I've accomplished and what I haven't accomplished yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell more people about it because I feel like a lot of people hold themselves back <clears throat> of what they want to do because they worry about what other people think about them. Right. And you have to learn to just not care and you have to learn to do what you want to do because it is the best feeling to learn from something. It is the best feeling to, to feel accomplished.
1: It's also the best feeling to feel loss or regret or what you what you did wasn't where you were supposed to be, but you learn from that, whether it's good or bad. And kids these days don't get that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Kids these days think that they need to do something specific to get to to what everybody wants them to be at or where they think they should be when they don't realize that they need to fall and scrape their knees and fail at things to Mm, realize who mm, they mm, are, mm, to mm. get to where they want to be. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. Like, it it almost hurts sometimes when you think about it because there's a lot of people that are never going to live the life that they're supposed to live because they're too caught up in what they should be doing or how they should live or why they should be living that
3: way. It's unfortunate, yeah. Right? Right?
1: So yeah, yeah. Like I
5: think, I mean, it's definitely something that I think I want to propel forward. You guys having me on this podcast and being
1: able to talk about things and stuff. it's, It's nice to be able to get that out there because people are starting to notice now. I'm starting to notice a lot on my Instagram that people are starting to realize that There's something that I have that I need to share with people. And I think that's my next stage in life. I need to get that out there. Mm -hmm. I need to be able to talk to people Mm -hmm. and to spread Mm -hmm. that message Mm -hmm. because so many people have lost touch of that. Right. And somebody needs to bring people back because, you know, everybody's so caught up in other people's lives. And that's not what this stuff is out there for. That's not what social media is here for. Right. Everybody needs to understand that they're their own person, good or bad. Right. You have to embrace who you are and what you stand for and what you do and who gives a shit mm-hmm. about what other people have to say about it. Absolutely, Take it with a grain of salt and move forward.
3: Right. That's it.
4: That's powerful. Thank you
3: so much. That's powerful.
4: And, you know, feel free to come back on the podcast so we can check back in with you. I would love to. When you started to do this, because this clearly is something that means a lot to you. It is coming from a place of truth and a very deep, special, personal, vulnerable place for you. And I think most of the magic that happens in the world uh, comes from a very similar place it's when you feel it so deeply that it yes. moves you and you have a physical reaction to yeah. it like what you just had i yeah. think you can't ignore that you yeah. have to do something about it because it will tear at you until you do it yeah so 100%. you need to That's Channel it yeah that's that's your inner self talking to you and telling you you need to get on to this keep going, yeah. yeah you need to get on this and find a way to Build a platform that will help you get this message out there because it, you you clearly have a strong connection with this. So, yes. thank you. I appreciate it. Thank that. you.
5: Thank you for having thank me. You. Thank you. This
4: was this was this was well beyond anything that we could have hoped for. Um, you know, yeah. this conversation just went over. It covered such a long, wide span of things, mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful that we were able to have an organic conversation about very deep things like this. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. We
4: appreciate your time. We appreciate your time. (laughs) And uh, you know what? Where can people find you?
1: Um, Uh, on social media well i mean i'm the most active on my instagram um my instagram's ms pink soul okay um we'll put
4: that in the footnotes for the listeners who want to reach out to cherry we'll put that in footnotes as well yeah Mm -hmm.
1: so i'm mostly on instagram um i'm trying to do a lot more lives and stuff a little more right but my instagram is probably my biggest um, platform at this point awesome awesome so feel free to
4: You know, feel free to reach out to her if anything you heard today uh, connects with you and you want to hear more or even you want to suggest ideas and how to help, Mm -hmm. you know, get this message out there. You know, uh, wonderful collaborations have started on social media. It doesn't have to be all negative. And so if you have an idea that you think ties in with, you know, where Cherry is going, you know, you should absolutely feel free to to reach out just
3: watch out for getting hustled
4: yeah yeah don't don't let her <laughs> so don't, ask don't you to, a to do it. <laughs> ball game. no 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 don't do that yeah. uh and you know you will you will find that you know she is very authentic and if you mm-hmm. if you went on her feed right now you would see that she yeah. just uh puts out a lot of positivity yeah. and i think we need more of that
1: well yeah uh, and if you want a good laugh too you can always follow my fiance and I's vlog. Awesome. Oh, what's, where can people
4: find that? That's right. We're going to put that in. <laughs> yeah. Footnotes. If you go
1: on YouTube and type in cherry and six, like F I X, like spell okay. it out. Okay. Yeah. We're, cherry
4: um, and six. Yeah. On YouTube. You'll notice
1: even like our relationship, our relationship is very, very, very authentic too. Like we're okay. definitely very like two authentic people. fused okay. together. So. Awesome. So excited. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It's pretty, awesome. yeah, it's entertaining.
5: Yeah, awesome. Okay. <laughs> we'll happening. definitely do
4: that. We'll put that in the footnotes as cool. well. We'll for put sure. a link in there for you so you can go check that out. Yeah. And Sarah, we have social media too. So we uh, do. people Please. can find us on Instagram. I think we're also most active on Instagram yep. right now. Yep. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at interesting humans pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Interhumans pod. Uh, we'll put all of that in the footnotes for the episode. Thank you so much for listening to this entire conversation. Hope you've learned something. Hope you've been intrigued. Hope you have been pushed to your limit and brought back. And we are so grateful to be able to, Interact with um, yeah. interesting people like Cherry, right, sir? Just don't
3: let this sink in. Yes. And just enjoy the journey of my life the way she does. You've really moved me. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so grateful to have you here. And we hope that we get more people like her mm-hmm. who would move us the way she has. So.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, listeners, thank you so much and uh, catch you on the next episode. Thank
3: you, peeps.
4: Stay human.